Hello, God bless you. And welcome to yet another segment. And this is part two of Why Am I Not Married? My name is Pastor Peter Kudo Emmanuel. And I'll be bringing you word very hard. And I pray that God will help you. God will help you to take it and be the change that he desires to see. Why Am I Not Married? Part two. And I want you to enjoy it. i like you to play it over and over and think about it. Think about it. Don't think about the harshness of the world, but think about the possibility of the change. That's where you are going and that's where you must go. I am not speaking to you because I am perfect. I'm speaking to you because I am equipped to. That's the assignment, the mandate that God has given to me. And if you listen, yielded to the word, it's going to produce maximally. God will help you in the name of Jesus. Well, I will be talking uh, the first. I'll be talking about the three things that's making you a married and it's real. Number one is that you are selfish. People who are selfish stay for a long time all by themselves. They see no need to be a, a plus to someone's life. And marriage is about the pluses. You can only be connected to someone who has seen the transparency of your life, that you are selfless. Everyone wants to be connected, wants to get married. Every partner is looking for another partner who is selfless. Are you selfless? Because if you are not, if you are selfish, you are going to be all by yourself. A lot of people are very funny and they are very selfish. All to themselves. They don't care about you. They don't care about your feeling. Now, marriage cannot excel in such in such a place in such a habitation of cruelty and wickedness. A lot of partners, they may be old, they may be matured, looking at them, you know, ordinarily, they can be very mature. But when it comes to maturity of giftings or being able to reach out to someone, they are very self-centered and selfish. And this has been a hindrance to the lives of many people because marriage will take away what you have. Why? Because it has to be shared. Remember the Bible says that two shall become one. For this cause shall a man leave the father and the mother and cleave to the wife and both of them shall become one flesh. So when you are becoming a lot of things will leave you. Your bank account is no more personal. Your home is no more personal. Your car is no more personal. The money in your pocket is no more personal. Your ideas are no more personal. You don't do anything all by yourself. You are going to do it by dual agreement. You are going to do it by you know, you know, agreement, networking with one another. That's why the Bible says in Amos 3 verse 3, he said can two walk together except they be in agreement. A lot of people want to walk together but they don't want to be in agreement with what they have and what they have ceases to be theirs once they get married. So a lot of people have been stagnant, have been there because they are selfish. Are you selfish? You get to start thinking again. That means the reason why you have been in that condition for a long time is your selfishness. It's not just giving out. Some people are even selfish with their ideas. They are taught life. Even the, the counsel, they are selfish with it. They are selfish with their smile. They are selfish with sharing ideas with people. They are, you know, selfishness is all around and we need to work on that. The next thing is senseless. Selfish and senseless. There are a lot of people when they come into your life, when you listen to them talk and you are thinking, wow, was this ever trained? Did this person ever pass through the training of a home? You wonder at a, a young lady that is supposed to be very enterprising 
analyzing and thinking out of the box and very productive. They are very, 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 very senseless. They are senseless in their character, senseless in the way and approach and the manner they do their things. And so at the end of the day, they repel. They are resented because they have no, they have nothing to add to your life. Every man is looking for a woman who will be able to prepare his life and coordinate his life for him. Every man or woman is looking for someone who in their lives will be a plus. I could have all the money, but I don't have administration. I could have all the connection, but I don't know how to tie these things together. That's where marriage comes in. For this culture, a man leave the mother and the father, cleave to the wife, and both of them shall become one flesh. Some people, when you are connected to them, you can never be one flesh with them. Because they are not thinking where you are thinking. Their reasoning is different from what you are reasoning. And so this becomes a senseless situation. And so that's why sometimes they, they can cut for three years. And at the end of the day, the man goes to the village to get married. The man goes out there to get married to someone who he never, has even never met. And you're wondering, what did I do? He has observed over time that you are senseless. It becomes a problem. You need to talk well. You need to talk well. You need to talk productive. People are looking for people who will add to their lives, who will better their lives, who will help them to be able to coordinate their lives. There are a lot of men and women looking for the best partner. But the best for you to be is to be the, the best partner. When you are not best, forget about it. You are looking for the best and you are not the best. And you are not even planning to be the best. You are not doing anything about yourself. When you talk, you talk empty. When your opinion is needed, your, your, your opinion is empty. And the person is asking, can I, can I at least entrust my estate? Can I share my life with this person? So you need to talk sensible. That's part of your maturity. That's part of your, your readiness to get married. A lot of people are not ready. They are not prepared. They are senseless and they are selfish. They are senseless. They cannot contribute to your life. They are selfish. They cannot contribute to your life. And they are stagnant. Number three. A lot of people cannot get married. They can't even assess marriage because they are stagnant. Marriage is supposed to add. Marriage is supposed to be a plus. Marriage should be an exciting event in the life of people. But when pe some people get married, the man begins to dry up. Because even the little opportunity he has to expand will be deleted, will be frustrated. The foundation of the marriage does not allow him to expand in his horizon. And so he's just there. He's just thinking, what, how did I get into this? So a lot of people are not married yet because they are stagnant. Their mindset is stagnant. They are obsolete. They are backward. They can't move forward. They are made up their mind. This is what I want. You know, stagnancy is not just about the things you have around you. Sometimes it's about the way you think. When you have good idea, create good idea, you share good idea, the next person pulls it down. They have a PhD when it comes to pulling down. Pull him down, that's their ministry. Or pull her down, that's their ministry. Whatever you share, this is the project I want to, this is what I want to become, this is what I target. He said, hmm, for where? He can't walk. Who do you know? Who knows you? When a talk begins to come in that manner, he finishes the vision. Your vision that is supposed to be expansive 
you will just get finished. Why? Because you are speaking to the wrong person. When you share an idea with the wrong person, your idea can never bring forth fruit. Look at the life of Joseph. He shared his dream with his brothers and that was the worst set of people that he should have shared his dream with. But at least God took us and began to make sure that his dreams, his you know, revelations came to a manifestation. But now think about it. If you share your dream with the wrong person, with the wrong woman, how can you ever be the CEO that you have ever thought about? If you begin to share your dream with that wrong man who is, you know, who is negative in all of his ways, who wants to stop you, who wants to zip you up, who wants to tell you you are just a woman and nothing but a woman. If you share your dream with that man who has a foundation to say that I don't believe in women that are killers of dreams, how would you ever become the married person or the future wife or the future husband that you have thought about? You see that stagnancy is effective and is negative. It is something we need to work on. It is something we need to work on. Stagnancy, it is something that we need to work on. We need to arise against stagnancy. We need to arise against selfishness. So arise against senselessness and arise against stagnancy. These three S is, has been a reason why a lot of people are not married. How can I ever get married to someone who is selfish? It didn't end there, it's also senseless. It didn't end there, it's also stagnant. This is a no-no. And that's why a lot of people have been limited. I don't know where you fall in. But I'm going to continue in the next series, which is the third part. And I know that as the series begins and begins to go on, you will find something that needs to change in your life. And when that is done, when your knowledge, when the power of your knowledge is opened, there's nothing that you cannot assess. Marriage, money, ministry, destiny. There's nothing you cannot assess. And I pray as this series begins to come to you, to you, to you as a gift. I want you to look at it critically. Look at it objectively. Don't look at it sentimentally. Look at it. What is God wanting me to do right now? And as you do that, God is going to bless you in the name of Jesus. One more time, my name is Pastor Peace Akudo Emmanuel, and I'm a gift to you. God bless you. Welcome to a brand new day. It's a new season for you. And I know that God is going to perfect all that concerns you. God bless you. My name is Pastor P. Sakode Emmanuel. And you are welcome to my podcast. And I believe that this is going to be a help for someone who is in need of help. I want to talk about you triumphing against the storm. Triumphing against the storm. You must make up your mind to triumph against the storm. One thing that is paramount within humanity is that there's going to be storm. No matter who you are, no matter how red you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how connected you are, storm is real. Storm is real. Trying times and tribulations and turbulent times will come. But it's not about the trying times. It's about what you make happen with the trying times. What do you do with it? What is your benefit? What is your power? What is your propelling force? Because your strength and your maturity always get transparent in the time of storm. What you say, what you do, the activities that happen, the person you go to, the things you believe, the words of your mouth, meditations of your heart, your attitude, your body language, it's all that, you know, is summons to what 
you know the, that equates your that equates your maturity a lot of people say i'm mature but your maturity is known in the face of adversity that's why the bible says in proverbs 24 verse 10 it says if you're, you if you if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is smaller i don't know what the adversity is that has come your way i don't know what the storm is i would like you to check around there are a lot of people who have gone through even worse paths that you are going trailing right now and they look as if you are forgotten for for forbidden and forsaken but i want to say that in in all in all of these that's where your strength is made perfect in all of this that's where your maturity is being cooked in the heat of the matter that's where your maturity is being cooked we we'll look at the three hebrew boys the bible said that they were forced to bow they had no option it is either you bow or you die but they made up their mind they said if god that we serve will not be able to save us in this matter he said we still will not bow that was grace that was strength that that was magnifying god in that situation Joseph had every privilege to bow down his head in shame, but he refused and he made up his mind. He said, I cannot do this great wickedness against my king, against my father, against my Lord. And he triumphed. I don't know. Naomi came to a point where he had to change her name. And she said, he said, my name is no more Naomi. My name is Myra. He said, because God has dead wickedly with me. Everything I've gotten has lost. What would have been a case of Naomi? She lost her husband and her two sons. The only thing in life that would have made her joyful. She lost all of it. All of them. All of them. And she had nowhere to turn to. And she began to turn to God and said, don't, don't ever, don't, don't turn to men. And I said, don't call me Naomi. I've lost everything. I am no, I, I don't want being happy. But at the end of the day, God still, you know, translated her sorrow into joy for her. I don't know what you're going to look as if you're at the crossroad of life. But I want to say that you're going to lift up your head in that, in that trial. No matter the temptation, no matter the pain, no matter the tribulation, God will help you to lift up your head. Those who have mocked at you, maybe you have lost somebody, you have lost money, you have lost your job, you have lost your business, you have lost a child, you have lost someone that you love, you have lost everything, relationship that you are you have embarked on for this year, you have lost all of that, and they look at you as someone who has no hope. I want to say that you must look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, who is able to reconcile you back to your original plan. There is a mandate in your life, there's a plan for you. You are not just any human being walking about, you're not Methuselah who has come just to give birth and marry and die. Oh no, you are much more than that. There is something about you. No matter how they compress you, the more they compress you, the more the glory in your life will begin to shine through. I don't know what you're going through, but I came your way today to be an encouragement for you, to help hold your hands so that you can excel, so you lift up your head. Your generation is waiting for you. I don't know how many times you're failed. That is not my business. My business is to say to you today, there is a failure mender. There is someone who can mend any situation in life, and that personality is Jesus. I don't know where you're hearing me from. I don't know where this broadcast will hit you, but I know that when you meet is something in your life will shift for the positive. God is about to shift something in your life and I came your way to say you will triumph in that trial. After this examination, you will have promotion in the name of Jesus. As many that mocked at you, they will look back to say, this is the finger of God. I don't know where you are hearing me from. I don't know the troubling time that you are going through. I don't know the dark periods that you are going through. I don't know the pain that seemed not to end in your life. I don't know the evil river 
God has flown through your life that is coming your direction. I don't know the foundational issues that be hitting you hard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our God and our Lord and our God, I declare your freedom, your liberation. Who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. And I declare over your life, these trials will end you up in triumph in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. As I come your way again, it's going to be good news in the name of Jesus. If you want to reach me personally, maybe you want someone to pray for you. Maybe you're going to try as in your marriage, in your relationship, in your business, and you don't know where to turn to. Babalawo is not the answer. I tell you, your friend is not the answer. I'm telling you, whatever you desire to do right now that does not tally with the will of God for your life, you will still end up a loser. But when you look up to Jesus, he's able to try to translate every of your pain into joy and glory in the name of Jesus. Quickly, you can reach me on 070-666-41024. 070-666-41024. And my name is Pastor Peace Akudo Emmanuel. I love you. God bless you. Hello, God bless you. You are so blessed in the name of Jesus. One more time, I'm Pastor Peace Akudo Emmanuel and you're welcome to my podcast. And I believe that when this podcast hits you, it's going to change something in your life in the name of Jesus. I want to quickly run through your relationship. Your relationship. Relationship is supposed to be a connect. It's supposed to be a connection between two people that are actually planning for a better life together. And most times when this relationship starts, it doesn't really start with the lifetime in mind. It starts with just friendliness. And at the end of the day, when you love what you're getting, when the relationship gets deeper, when it gets expansive, you begin to plan settling down together. And so sometimes it doesn't really work the way we wanted. It doesn't really work the way we planned. A lot of people have been so disappointed because they're giving their best to a relationship and they end up becoming their worst. And they are hit hard. They are, they are, you know, they go through a lot of, you know, fusion, a lot of confusion, misunderstanding, and all of that underlying, you know, misunderstanding and errors and all of that. Especially when the relationship does not have a godly foundation. When you get out of a godly foundation, most times the relationship will be wrecked and a lot of people cry. They cry because the right things were not done at the right time. So when you want God to honor your relationship, uh, first of all, I like you to quickly put this in order that's number one you have to allow God to come into your relationship allow God to take charge invite him to be the Lord of all allow him to take his place in your relationship and when it's going wrong God will show up God will show up for you when it's going wrong but if you do not allow him you will struggle through because a lot of people do go through a lot of struggles and they believe that Oh, at the end of the day to end up well, but they end up being hot. So if you don't want to be hot, first of all, allow God, let him have his way. That is, you must enter into covenant, you know, according to the, the rules and regulations that God has set, especially the fact that there is no sex before it's, you know, it gets into the marriage stage. You must be able to discipline yourself, make a covenant, keep yourself, be pure, be at a lot, you know, emotionally, not to allow yourself to be flawed. Then the next thing, you always respect the rules of every, every relationship. Remember, for getting into a relationship, you must have a focus. You must have, you know, purpose. You are not just there because everyone has a relationship. No one is watching you. Nobody is after you. Nobody wants to evaluate you. But you need to evaluate yourself. You know your targets. You know your plans. So allow the plan of God to, 
tally with the plan that you you know you have aligned for yourself so let there be focus let there be purpose why am i doing this you must always define your purpose at every point i am not here because my friend has a relationship i'm not here because i'm getting old i'm not here because i must settle down with you must underline the word i'm not here because i'm under pressure i'm not here because of my biological clock is tickling i'm not here because you have owed me a debt and you want to pay me through marriage you know those are the the, the ideas you have to knock off your head when you do that you find that your relationship will flow the way it's supposed to be then thirdly you must have respect for that relationship have respect in a way that if the relationship is leading properly to marriage fine and good if it's not leading to marriage don't force it allow god to have his way so honor yourself respect yourself in that marriage in that relationship and respect the person who you are in relationship with don't respect the person because you have marriage in view let respect be your pattern the pattern you have chosen let respect be the pattern you have chosen for your relationship respect one another in a relationship that is unhealthy you see them curse one another your father your mother god punish you your you know when you get out of when you get out of normalcy there's no way you don't end up landing error so make up your mind not to send abusive words to the partner that you are relating with make up your mind to honor the person that you are relating with respect one another that's the the value you create even before the marriage is created and children start coming respect yourself have value for yourself respect yourself please Please take cursing out of any form of relationship because that will help you not to curse your children. So these are the things you must put in order for it to flow, you know, accordingly. Then the next thing for a godly relationship, a good relationship, you must follow the pattern the church has set. Don't get don't get caught up in the web of I love him, he love me, and nothing matters anymore. No, love is not enough. Love is not enough to sustain all of the future that you're going into i love you you love me there are going to be times when we're going to have trials tribulations and all of that there are things that we have to put in place especially our 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 father in the lord our mother in the lord we have to take this into cognizance our parent parent directly our biological parents are words people who have kept us you know people who have taught us all this why we have to keep them in view don't just get somebody and say i love him you love me and you get hooked and before you know you arrange your marriage for yourself without listening at that point you have to calm down that's where courtship comes in so when courtship comes in courtship means that two of you are in a court when you are in a court you are facing jury jury in a way that people are praying for you people are helping you to see what you're not seeing people are holding you in the place of prayer in the realm of the spirit because once you fall in love there are so many things you won't see there are so many errors you cannot behold because you are falling in love because you have seen the person you love and your every of your part is weakened you will not be able to think properly anymore because there are so many things you know that are involved so even when you see things that are wrong you can cover it up because you're emotionally now imbalanced you know so that's why you have to involve the help of your spiritual parents to help you pray through to also be you know help you and uphold you in the realm of the spirit because if you are not careful just end up with the wrong person and at the end of the day you keep troubling everybody so marriage is something that is in view then prayers must be in view too if you do not pray you become a prey in the hand of the devil so you have to avoid avoid that and allow god to have his way in your relationship then the next thing you must you must have value for the values that a partner has
If I have value, my parental value, you must not take that from me. My spiritual value must not be taken from me. There are so many values. There are things you hold in, in high esteem. For example, you want to go to school before you get properly married. Please respect that value. If you want to, maybe you have a project, you want to finish before you say you want to settle down fully. Please allow the partner to do that. Just respect their views. If you cannot respect it, please allow them be. You can walk away. You can take a walk. But one thing I know is that those values that they hold in high esteem, for example, I have very high value for my spiritual parents and I wouldn't want any man in my life or any woman in my life to come, you know, just bust, bust it and maybe wanting to separate us and all of that. I have value for my family. You know, I wouldn't allow anybody to come in between my family to maybe cause my brother, my sister, cause my siblings and all of that. No matter how much I'm in love with you, there are certain values I will not toy with. Then I have, you know, I have values for right financial spending. You cannot be connected to a man or a woman who does not think before they spend. Once money comes into their hand, they get to the market, say, hey, you, you, you have to put that in control. There are certain values that you have grown with. Values that, you know, you have to look at them and see how you can come to an equilibrium, an agreement where you say, okay, this is what we're going to follow. You must pick a pathway for your relationship or else the relationship will shatter and scatter. And when that happens, it's going to affect your personality. So if you want to have the best of the relationship, begin to put them together right now. Begin to put them together right now. What do you value? Put those values in a very in a very high profile where even when people come around you trying to settle down with you let them know what you believe in and please don't change it if it's of good if it's positive please don't change it. don't allow a man who does not have value for anything to come into your life and scatter the values that you have gathered don't allow a woman who is who is shapeless in character don't allow a woman who does not have value for anything to come into your life and scatter what God has been able to use you to gather. Now, this has to do with discipline, has to do with maturity. So look at yourself, tell yourself the truth, and face the fact. And as you do that, God will bless you in the name of Jesus. I believe that this will be of help to you. And if you want further contact or further counsel, please call the number 070-666-41024. God bless you. One more time, I'm Pastor Peace Akude Emmanuel, and I appreciate you so much. God bless you. This is a wonderful season. My name is Pastor Peace Akude Emmanuel, and you're welcome to my podcast. God bless you in the name of Jesus. I want to quickly address the issue of anger. Anger. Anger is one word short of danger. And so it has put a lot of people under pressure and spoiled a lot of goodness and mercy that God was said to happen to them. Every time anger is displayed, you know, everyone is involved in danger. Both the, the person who is executing the anger and those to whom the anger is being executed on. Anger can, you know, drive you crazy and cause a lot of havoc in your life. And so that's why you need to put a lot of things in order, especially when you're angry. When you're angry, like I wrote in my book, don't write a test. When you're angry, please don't write a note. When you're angry, please don't make a call. When you're angry, please walk away. Now, when you're angry, please keep quiet. Because whenever you're angry, a lot of things will get bad around you. And if you don't want things to get bad, please 
try and as much as you can to avoid being angry. Though the Bible says be angry and sin not. A lot of people can do the first, but the second they can't achieve. When they're angry, they sin. They sin because they let the sun go down on their anger. They allow a lot of people to be involved and, you know, they break so many values when anger comes in. Anger has set a lot of people on fire. It is easy to get angry, but it's not easy to get or snap out of anger. And so that's why you have to put yourself in order, you know, have to put yourself under control. No matter what anybody has done to you, try and put forgiveness ahead of you. That will also help your emotional life and help you as a person. Anger has killed a lot of people. A lot of people in a relationship or in marriage have killed a lot of people out of anger. Not because they planned it, but because they got to a point where they could not hold back. Imagine beating up a lady you have not married. You are beating up a lady. You have not married her for Christ's sake. For Christ Jesus' sake, you have not married this lady and you lift up your hand against her, that is that is, that is awful. Then it doesn't even end there. Sometimes these people who beat up young ladies have been beating up their sisters, beating up their mothers, beating up ladies everywhere. And so when they get into a relationship, they continue the beating. And sometimes they have a foundational life with beating because their parents have been beating up their mothers. And so they see it as nothing. So you as a man, you must put yourself under control not to lift up your hand against anybody, whether male or female. Put yourself under control and avoid anything that will make you shout and lose control then uh, the awful part of it is to lift up your hand or lift up an instrument or any object against anybody now this abuse of of emotion abuse of life abuse of relationship abuse of marriage has gotten has gotten to the peak in this generation this dispensation you know so badly that almost you know everything is centered on Anger. Look at marriages that are broken up. Anger. Look at relationships that broke up. Anger. Look at people who suddenly fell down and died. Anger. Look at the husbands who beat up wives and they finally died. Anger. They, just anger. 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 The woman who caught the husband, you know, with the side chick. Anger. So many issues. They didn't give me money to cook at home. Anger. They go out of their way to cause havoc in the lives of a lot of people now i want you to put yourself under control there is nothing that you control that will not listen to you what that i found out is that people can put themselves under control people can a lot of people can put themselves under control but they refuse to now listen your anger must not be in control of you you must take charge of your life take charge of your life is important you do so a lot of people who excel in life take champ their champions to their lives they remember that you are the the, the, the pilot of your life apart from jesus you are the pilot of life. what you decide is what happens if you say i'm not going to shout i'm not going to shout if you say i'm not going to fight i'm not going to fight if you say i'm going to forgive i'm going to it is all in your hands what are you doing about it a lot of people do not know what to do about it and so they lose it all they lose it completely they lose everything that they are bargained for all that they are wired for all that they have suffered for in just one feat of anger i don't know why you have allowed anger to take over you or why you are allowing any kind of anger listen forgiveness is key when you forgive you are healthy when you are forgiven you you live even longer so forgiveness is a good medicine forgiveness makes you you know live longer than you expected forgive one thing i found out is that 
the, the ability to forgive may not be easy until you start living a life of comedy. No matter how somebody offends you, no matter how offensive those words come, no matter how hard they come on you, one thing you must do is to take charge of that anger. Make up your mind. No matter what the person has done, he's not going to tear your clothes. He's not going to add to you. He's not going to subtract from your height. He's not going to add to your color. He's not going to remove any money from your savings account. So when you know of that, it will be easy for you to control. If the worst comes to the worst and you are so full of, you know, your heart is so full, you are shattered, your heart is broken and all of that, walk away. Walking away is maturity. Silence is not stupidity. Walk away. Walk away. People will hail you when you do that. People will appreciate you. But others will want you to take action. Ah, if it's me, I will not agree. As if they will, they don't even know the aftermath of what they have said. So don't listen to people talk you into what you're not wired to do. Make up your mind not to lift your hand against anyone, whether male or female. Make up your mind not to get angry and shout in the feet of anger to anyone outside or inside make up your mind not to out of anger to exhibit madness that may not be able to be cured for years i have seen a pastor at the age of 12 kill a wife i have seen a pastor lifted up his hand and killed his wife not because he planned to he lifted up his hand out of anger and not knowing that the woman was not in a very good situation immediately he hit her the woman hit the head on the wall and came down he thought that he just fainted he also went there and started beating the woman but before he knew the woman was rushed to the hospital confirmed dead and there was, he was crying for days he didn't forgive himself for weeks he didn't forgive himself that was not the plan the plan was not to fight the plan was not to kill the plan was not to scatter or shatter or cause pain the plan was not to see blood but when he saw the blood he knew that he had lost it and he's still begging for forgiveness i don't know who i'm speaking to right now don't kill anyone don't injure anybody don't get out of control don't lose it all just know that you can control anger when you ask god he will help you he is the one that giveth wisdom he without any any withdrawal he will not withdraw wisdom from those who seek for it and i pray for you today you will ask god for wisdom that he will give you liberally he will not withhold it from you and as you ask him for strength he will help you to come out of it in the name of jesus i pray for you today every fit of anger that has found a position in your life in your heart i declare every seed that my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted out in the name of your loose and let you go i set you free in the name of jesus christ and i declare your freedom is permanent in the name of jesus have a wonderful time just in case you have a need for counsel please call the number 070-666-41024 god bless you have a wonderful time hello god bless you you're welcome to yet another segment of my podcast and my name is Pastor Pisa Kode Manuel. In this segment, I'll be talking about sex. Oh, yes, sex. Sex as it relates to the marriage. And I want to say to the married, sex is a gift from divinity. Uh, you avoiding sex does not make you holy. It does not make you 
uh, in the right position does not make you stay in the will of God. Sex is a gift. It's the icing on the cake. Sex is not all that is attached to marriage. Sex is life itself in marriage. So it's part of it. It's one of the major gifts that God has given. The Bible talked about sex and the first time in Genesis 4 verse 1. Talking about when Adam met with Eve and Cain and Abel came forth. So that's to say that is is a consent from God. It's not something that you do and that makes you unholy. So you have to take it as part of your assignment. Your, your part of your mandate and you have to take it seriously because a lot of people have lost wonderful marriages because of sex because they feel that they are bothered they are bogged a lot of people want don't want the consequences they don't want to get pregnant they don't want to lose their shape and a lot of people say i'm tired and i'm asking the essence of your being in that marriage is not to be tired but to be fired and so sex is part of it you have to know that there is an environment of sex if you do not have that environment or you do not have the knowledge you may have to struggle all through that marriage because marriage in itself cannot survive without sex now sex is not the, the very major but sex is the icing on the cake i like you to take that seriously so a lot of people look at sex as ah what is this man troubling me for or why is this woman complaining about it now this is a right is a right the bible says it's a right to the partner you cannot deny you cannot defraud them from their right and so you have to know what the bible is saying the bible says that sex is 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 not defraudable it's not something you can get out of prayer you can't even fast without the consent of your partner i like you to know the practicality of sex a lot of people have lost good relationship with their their spouses because they refuse to give it to them now for the fact that you have a low deep libido does not mean that the other person should take after you you know that we are trained differently we have different we have met different people we gotten through different events so we think differently and so the way you think or the way you react to things does not mean that the other person reacts to the same thing but one thing when you find yourself in marriage you begin to come to the center you move a little from where you are to the little of where the other person is the center is the focus it's not to you and not to the partner but to the center how do i mean the center the center means where everyone will be happy now if i have a low libido and my husband has a high libido what I'm expected to do as a married person is to be able to learn what my husband is used to and he will be learning what I'm used to at a point we come to an agreement at the center the Bible says in Ruth 3 3 can two walk together except they be in agreement the answer is no so for us to be able to walk together in marriage to you know create a balance in that marriage we must come to an agreement we must come to a unity of purpose we must have an understanding of our weaknesses and our strength we must know what we love and what we hate we should be able to define the other partner in their own language and that's the only way that our marriage would take a good shape so when you're talking about marriage and talking get, trying to get sex out of it that marriage cannot stand so sex is part of the marriage and marriage is part of the sex so when that is done what do i do number one i create a good environment with myself i have to be happy to make marriage or sex happy a lot of people there's no way you can be productive you know in the inner room when you're emotionally you know shattered or broken there is no way you can record a good marriage when your 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 self-esteem is highly and brutally you know the, the um injured so you need to take care of yourself be in a good state of mind make you know 
agree with the mindset that God is setting. Agree to know that this thing is not just about me. It's the assignment that God has given. So when we're able to come to that point, when we see God sending us into that marriage and giving us sex as a gift, then marriage has started working. So I am not just in that, in that, you know, that um, intercourse to just... Uh, enjoy myself i'm also in the mandate of god you know this mandate is something that affects me so much so when i know that god is interested in what happens in my room in my inner room in my bed i am conscious of what i do and how i do them i want to be the best that i can be i want to respond to my husband i want to be able to get all i need to get so i have to know the mandate that it will please god then secondly i have to free myself a lot of people cannot enjoy self because they have not allowed the past to go. Some people have been raped. Some people had a broken relationship. Some had a forceful sex. Some had a broken heart. Some have a shattered heart. Some married the partners they are married to today because they are frustrated. They just jumped into it. So when they got to the bed aspect of it, they failed because each time they want to make love to their husband or their wives, they remember the past. The other lady or the other man who was better and this become a struggle in their inner room. So you have to let the past go let your bitterness die you know kill everything every root of unforgiveness or burden that you carried from the old relationship then the third thing you must know that god is taking record of whatever you're doing to that partner when you are starving them when you are defrauding them when you are overdoing it when you are troubling them when you see it as a punishment when you give it as a punishment you know there are people even when a partner is saying i'm very tired a responsible young man, a responsible man, a responsible woman should be able to know that there can be foreplay. There can be touches. There can be romantic whatever that sex will not even happen. And sometimes you go out of your way to say, okay, let me just let her be or let me just let him be because he's going through what he's going through. Don't take it as a fight. Don't see it as you are being, you know, you are being cajoled, you are being hurt, you are being frustrated because you wanted it and you didn't get it. You must know that it's not every time your body responds to sex, but as much as you can try and respond, you know, prepare yourself. To, it has to do with a mindset. Prepare yourself. And as you do that, desiring to please God, God will just strengthen you and you'll be You'll be so you'll be you'll be shocked that God will strengthen you because you desire to please Him. Then the next thing, the romantic environment is very important. Where does the sex happen? It matters a lot. A lot of people, their houses are so unkept, their life is so unkept, everything about them, their body, everything, their armpit smells, their private parts smells, the room smells, the toilets, everything about them is dirty. And so this cannot romance cannot happen properly. And that's why a lot of people go to five-star hotels and you see them responding as if you know and you're wondering what what happened now the environment itself gives you the picture gives you the, the audacity to want to do what you're doing because you know everything the AC everything beautiful bedding so many beautiful environments so many chamberlains so many lights and so, so many things everything put in order that home that your little home can be put in order a lot of people cannot get proper sex because the environment does not allow it the next thing how do I mean proper sex 
the environment does not allow it. You see children shouting, mommy, I want to this, daddy, I want to this. And you know, they don't have that understanding that you need space for yourselves. Then the, the place where it should happen matters a lot. The neatness, you know, you know, let there be it's something you prepare for. Just like you prepare food. Don't just dump it on the table, say, see your food. No, you package it. Sometimes you do love shapes, sometimes you do green leaves and on and the carrot and all of that. You put in all, you know, blend plantain in a way that it will be very romantic. Now you are you are sending a signal. Now those things you're doing are preparing you for the inner room. Now you buy you buy an apple not because you don't have the money. You cut it into two and all of that. You slice it and make shapes, beautiful colors out of it. You have the red apple and green apple and all of that. You just create something. Something so beautiful. Something so beautiful. Take your time. Just the way you prepare quality food in the kitchen. There's a spiritual food. There's always a physical food and an emotional food you cannot take that away so when that is put together you find out that the person is ready then your own personal body has to be ready how many of how many times have you really taken your bath you're refreshing your armpit bab all those private stuffs all those things that those public hair that is like like a mountain that followed you over 12 years and you are carrying it about and causing riot inside your bedroom take it off your husband may not talk but i'm talking because your husband sent me your wife may not talk i'm talking because your wife sent me i am a messenger of love and i'm doing my job right now and i want you to go back Clear those empty spaces. Those, those bushy parts, take them off. Your private part, you have been carrying bushy parts all about. Your pubic hair have been all over. Clean up your ear. Do a, a, a brand new hair. If you cannot make your hair, wash it and be clean. Smell fresh. The man may not complain, but that's why he's not coming home. There are so many things that are not kept. Are, your children must be kept well. Make sure they take their bath in the morning. They dress good. When the man looks at the children, he wants to have more of you. When the children are unkept, it will you could really drive him away from you or drive the woman away from the home now make your home solid in a way that it will affect your innermost room and the next thing you must talk to each other with value and respect who you do not respect don't talk about love to me if you don't have value for me you don't have respect for me you do not talk to me with respect forget about it you don't love me if you truly love me you respect me the way you talk to me matters what happens in the inner chambers the inner chambers can be dry when your respect for one another is dry then the next thing be good be a good person a lot of people they say they don't have money it's not about money the little one you have how do you take care of it how do you give it out to your your partner how do you share it how do you use it how do you invest it these are the things you don't just have money and do with it what you like it has to be discussed that's why we have um we have um a joint account and that's why we have a free account the joint account is a project account then the personal account is for whatever you want to but when you want to buy gigantic things or projects you want to go into a big project please discuss it don't just start buying a house without telling your partner don't just start you know building something or buy a car you say i want to surprise you that is different when the money is so much you can do that but when you are still trying to you know when you are still you know you know, when you want to give a gift is different. But when we are saving money together, please don't use the money we are saving together to buy me a gift. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. I have you. To, I have you to know that. So these are the things that will affect your innermost chambers. Sex is important, but any of these that you lose, you lose everything. That you have to know how to defend your partner. Defend your partner. When you defend your partner, sex will be very easy. So when you defend your partner, sex will be easy. Don't take me for granted and expect me to give back. 
to you what you are giving to me. It's, it's reciprocal. So when you have respect for me, even in the inner chambers, I'm going to have respect for you. Then the next thing, be romantic. Don't just come and say, oh, yeah, I like that. And I want to have sex. I, I, who does that now? Who does that? A lot of people have been, they flipped out of that emotional whatever because they do not, you do not have value for your partner. How can you just come and say like that? Am I, am I a prostitute? It's not done that way. There must be a foreplay. There must be a, an, a romantic talk. There must be a relationship. There must be a talk. There must be a storyline. You must be somebody who will be able to sing me to emotion. You must be able to, you know, bring that emotional aspect of you. Make it romantic. Create an environment of romance. And so there will be response. So when you are a man, you have been hardening your face before the morning you went to work with your hardened face and you went to work you did not call to find out how your family is faring you did not bother and now you are coming back and you where's my food once you are given the food you start reading newspaper after that you go to the room once the woman lies that you catch her and you want to have sex it doesn't work that way you are not in the field you are not attacking each other you are loving each other so if you do not learn, know what to do call my number and i will be able to address some of these things it may be a private talk i don't care if could be a joint talk i don't care but let it be that there is honor in that marriage according to hebrews 13 verse 4 let the honor of god the presence of god be upon your marriage so that at the end you will honor him and you will make heaven a lot of people will go to hell because of marriage a lot of people will go to hell because of sex and i want you not to be a part of it and that's why this is coming to you i don't know where you are listening to me from but i know that your your sex life can be better i know that your romantic life can be better i know that something good can happen and that's why this message is coming to you i pray for you sincerely from my heart that your marriage shall be a blessing your children will surround the table and you will see your children's children the desire of god over your marriage shall come to pass you will not struggle through this marriage but you are going to make it in the name of god the father the son and the holy ghost i love you specially and i pray for your marriage please call me just in case you need me to counsel you 070 0666-41024. There's so much. And I know that that's so much. We're going to share it together. I love you and I appreciate you. God bless your marriage and God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In the name of Jesus, you're welcome. God bless you. This is your season of smiling and nothing can stop it. In the name of Jesus, you're welcome to the segment and it's a prayer for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. I pray this day will favor you. I pray that you're going out and you're coming in. You shall be blessed. According to the word of God, you are blessed in the city. You are blessed when you go out and you are blessed when you come in. Deuteronomy 28, I pray for you that the hand of God will not leave you nor forsake you. Whatever you do in this season, according to the will of God, shall prosper in your hand. Where men are cast and then shall you say there's a lifting up. I pray and I prophesy over your life. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper as you go out today. The the word of God will work in your favor. Hard men will give you hard currency where you never expected help. Help will locate you in the name of Jesus. Every fears that you have cried through the night by the reason of the mandate of heaven, I decree and I declare that those tears, oh God, shall be wiped off in the name of Jesus. I declare over your life the honor of God shall be upon you. Men will honor you. Heavens will honor you. Earth will honor you in the name of Jesus. Everything that he that has worked 
worked against you, I declare and I decree, it shall work in your favor in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over your life that mandate of heaven shall work for you. Every shame that the enemy of God has gathered against your life shall not prosper in the name of Jesus. You will not fail. You will not fail. I decree again, you shall not fail in the name of Jesus. I decree that the lifting of God will come upon you. I don't know how many times you have failed, but the mandate of heaven, everything that represents failure in your life and destiny, I declare and I decree, it shall not stand any further in the name of Jesus. Every gathering of the wicked against your life in the realm of the spirit, in the physical, shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. Every oppression of the wicked, every witch and wizard, principalities and powers, wickedness in high places that have set up, oh God, entered a covenant against you that as long as they live, you will not prosper. I came in the name of the Lord and I declare your freedom, your liberation, who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. No more will you weep. No more will your yesterday be better than today. I command a forward movement for you. Who the Son of Man has blessed is blessed indeed. You will not fail. In the name of Jesus, the lines are falling to you in pleasant places. Behold, you have a goodly heritage. I decree favor will locate you. Everywhere you do, you go, doors are open on its own accord. You are not permitted to fail. When kings see you, they will help you. When papa see you, they will help you. God will orchestrate men to be of help to you. Men will hold your hand and they will cause you to smile. In the name of Jesus, I decree, O oh God, forward ever and backward never. No more will you record failure. Those who have told you sorry, they will congratulate you. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy to your life, you are not permitted to fail. You are not permitted to fail in the name of Jesus. I don't care the foundation. You are not permitted to fail. Oh God, you are not permitted to fail in the name of Jesus. I declare your freedom is here. You are not permitted to fail. I don't care who has failed around you, but by the mandate of God over my life, I declare over you today, you cannot fail in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. As you go about God's business today, you will never fail. It's about Jesus, not about you. And I declare your freedom. I declare testimony will follow you. Where others fail, you will lift up your head in the name of Jesus. Have a wonderful day. My name is Pastor Peace Akude Emmanuel. God bless you. Welcome to a brand new day. It's a new season for you. And I know that God is going to perfect all that concerns you. God bless you. My name is Pastor Peace Akode Emmanuel. And you are welcome to my podcast. And I believe that this is going to be a help for someone who is in need of help. I want to talk about you triumphing against the storm. Triumphing against the storm. You must make up your mind to triumph against the storm. One thing that is paramount within humanity is that there's going to be storm. No matter who you are, no matter how red you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how connected you are, storm is real. Storm is real. Trying times and tribulations and turbulent times will come. But it's not about the trying times. It's about what you make happen with the trying times. 
What do you do with it? What is your benefit? What is your power? What is your propelling force? Because your strength and your maturity always get transparent in the time of storm. What you say, what you do, the activities that happen, the person you go to, the things you believe, the words of your mouth, meditations of your heart, your attitude, your body language, it's all that, you know, it surmounts to what you know the, that equates your that equates your maturity a lot of people say i'm mature but your maturity is known in the face of adversity that's why the bible says in proverbs 24 verse 10 it says if you're, you if you if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is smaller i don't know what the adversity is that has come your way i don't know what the storm is i would like you to check around there are a lot of people who have gone through even worse paths that you are going trailing right now and they look as if you are forgotten for for forbidding and forsaken but i want to say that in in all in all of these that's where your strength is made perfect in all of this that's where your maturity is being cooked in the heat of the matter that's where your maturity is being cooked we we'll look at the three hebrew boys the bible said that they were forced to bow they had no option it is either you bow or you die but they made up their mind they said if god that we serve will not be able to save us in this matter he said we still will not bow that was grace that was strength that that was magnifying god in their situation Joseph had every privilege to bow down his head in shame, but he refused and he made up his mind. He said, I cannot do this great wickedness against my king, against my father, against my Lord. And he triumphed. I don't know. Naomi came to a point where he had to change her name. And she said, he said, my name is no more Naomi. My name is Myra. He said, because God has dead wickedly with me. Everything I've got in here has lost. What would have been a case of Naomi? She lost her husband and her two sons. The only thing in life that would have made her joyful. She lost all of it. All of them. All of them. And she had nowhere to turn to. And she began to turn to God and said, don't, don't ever, don't, don't turn to men. And I said, don't call me Naomi. I've lost everything. I am no, I, I don't want being happy. But at the end of the day, God still, you know, translated her sorrow into joy for her. I don't know what you're going to look as if you're at the crossroad of life. But I want to say that you're going to lift up your head in that, in that trial. No matter the temptation, no matter the pain, no matter the tribulation, God will help you to lift up your head. Those who have mocked at you, maybe you have lost somebody, you have lost money, you have lost your job, you have lost your business, you have lost a child, you have lost someone that you love, you have lost everything, relationships that you are you have embarked on for this year you have lost all of that and they look at you as someone who has no hope i want to say that you must look up to jesus the author and the finisher of your faith who is able to reconcile you back to your original plan there is a mandate in your life there's a plan for you you are not just any human being walking about you're not methuselah who has come just to give birth and marry and die oh no you are much more than that there is something about you no matter how they compress you the more they compress you the more the glory in your life will begin to shine through. I don't know what you're going through, but I came your way today to be an encouragement for you, to help hold your hands so that you can excel, so you lift up your head. Your generation is waiting for you. I don't know how many times you're failed. That is not my business. My business is to say to you today, there is a failure mender. There is someone who can mend any situation in life, and that personality is Jesus. I don't know where you're hearing me from. I don't know where this broadcast will hit you, but I know that when you meet is something in your life will shift for the positive. God is about to 
shift something in your life and I came your way to say you will triumph in that trial. After this examination, you will have promotion in the name of Jesus. As many that mocked at you, they will look back to say, this is the finger of God. I don't know where you are hearing me from. I don't know the troubling time that you're going through. I don't know the dark periods that you're going through. I don't know the pain that seems not to end in your life. I don't know the evil river that has flown through your life that is coming your direction. I don't know the foundational issues that be hitting you hard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our God and our Lord and our God, I declare your freedom, your liberation. Who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. And I declare over your life, these trials will end you up in triumph in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. As I come your way again, it's going to be good news in the name of Jesus. If you want to reach me personally, maybe you want someone to pray for you. Maybe you're going to try as in your marriage, in your relationship, in your business, and you don't know where to turn to. Babalawo is not the answer. I tell you, your friend is not the answer. I'm telling you, whatever you desire to do right now that does not tally with the will of God for your life, you will still end up a loser. But when you look up to Jesus, he's able to try to translate every of your pain into joy and glory in the name of Jesus. Quickly, you can reach me on 070-666-41024. 070-666-41024. And my name is Pastor Peace Akudo Emmanuel. I love you. God bless you. Welcome to a brand new day. It's a new season for you. And I know that God is going to perfect all that concern it you. God bless you. My name is Pastor Peace Akudu Emmanuel. And you are welcome to my podcast. And I believe that this is going to be a help for someone who is in need of help. I want to talk about you triumphing against the storm. Triumphing against the storm. You must make up your mind to triumph against the storm. One thing that is paramount within humanity is that there's going to be storm. No matter who you are, no matter how red you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how connected you are, storm is real. Storm is real. Trying times and tribulations and turbulent times will come. But it's not about the trying times. It's about what you make happen with the trying times. What do you do with it? What is your benefit? What is your power? What is your propelling force? Because your strength and your maturity always get transparent in the time of storm. What you say, what you do, the activities that happen, the person you go to, the things you believe, the words of your mouth, meditations of your heart, your attitude, your body language, it's all that, you know, it surmounts to what you know that equates that equates your maturity a lot of people say i'm mature but your maturity is known in the face of adversity that's what the bible says in proverbs 24 verse 10 it says if you if you if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is smaller i don't know what the adversity is that has come your way i don't know what the storm is i would like you to check around there are a lot of people who have gone through even worse paths that you are going trailing right now and they look as if you are forgotten for for forbidding and forsaken but i want to say that in in all in all of these that's where your strength is made perfect in all of this that's where your maturity is being cooked 
in the heat of the matter. That's where your maturity is being cooked. We look at the three Hebrew boys. The Bible said that they were forced to bow. They had no option. It is either you bow or you die. But they made up their mind. They said, if God that we serve will not be able to save us in this matter. He said, we still will not bow. That was great. That was strength. That, that was magnifying God in their situation. Joseph had every privilege to bow down his head in shame, but he refused and he made up his mind. He said, I cannot do this great wickedness against my king, against my father, against my Lord. And he triumphed. I don't know. Naomi came to a point where he had to change her name. And she said, he said, my name is no more Naomi. My name is Myra. He said, because God has dealt wickedly with me. Everything I've got in here has lost. What would have been a case of Naomi? She lost her husband and her two sons. The only thing in life that would have made her joyful. She lost all of it. All of them. All of them. And she had nowhere to turn to. And she began to turn to God and said, don't, don't ever, don't, don't turn to men. I said, don't call me Naomi. I've lost everything. I am no, I, I don't want being happy. But at the end of the day, God still, you know, translated her sorrow into joy for her. I don't know what you're going to look as if you're at the crossroad of life. But I want to say that you're going to lift up your head in that, in that trial. No matter the temptation, no matter the pain, no matter the tribulation, God will help you to lift up your head. Those who have mocked at you, maybe you have lost somebody, you have lost money, you have lost your job, you have lost your business, you have lost a child, you have lost someone that you love, you have lost everything, relationships that you, are, you have embarked on for this year, you have lost all of that and they look at you as someone who has no hope. I want to say that you must look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, who is able to reconcile you back to your original plan. There is a mandate in your life, there is a plan for you. You are not just any human being walking about, you are not Methuselah who has come just to give birth and marry and die. Oh no, you are much more than that. There is something about you. No matter how they compress you, the more they compress you, the more the glory in your life will begin to shine through. I don't know what you're going through, but I came your way today to be an encouragement for you, to help hold your hands so that you can excel, so you lift up your head. Your generation is waiting for you. I don't know how many times you're failed. That is not my business. My business is to say to you today, there is a failure mender. There is someone who can mend any situation in life, and that personality is Jesus. I don't know where you're hearing me from. I don't know where this broadcast will hit you, but I know that when you meet is something in your life will shift for the positive. God is about to shift something in your life and I came your way to say you will triumph in that trial. After this examination, you will have promotion in the name of Jesus. As many have mocked at you, they will look back to say, this is the finger of God. I don't know where you are hearing me from. I don't know the troubling time that you are going through. I don't know the dark period that you are going through. I don't know the pain that seems not to end in your life. I don't know the evil river that has flown through your life that is coming your direction. I don't know the foundational issues that be hitting you hard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our God and our Lord and our God, I declare your freedom, your liberation. Who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. And I declare over your life these trials will end you up in triumph. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. As I come your way again, it's going to be good news in the name of Jesus. If you want to reach me personally, 
Maybe you want someone to pray for you. Maybe you're going to trials in your marriage, in your relationship, in your business, and you don't know where to turn to. Babalawo is not the answer. I tell you, your friend is not the answer. I'm telling you, whatever you desire to do right now that does not tally with the will of God for your life, you will still end up a loser. But when you look up to Jesus, he's able to try to translate every of your pain into joy and glory in the name of Jesus. Quickly, you can reach me on 070-666-41024. 070-666-41024. And my name is Pastor Peace Akudo Emmanuel. I love you. God bless you.